This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network. My latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events to the role of the board of directors to crisis management to the role of supply chains we will look at all of these in this podcast if you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus please let me know i'd be happy to do a podcast on it we will post on tuesday wednesday and thursday at 9 a.m central time for the foreseeable future as we navigate our way through this incredible crisis First, a word about our sponsor, SAI Global. With the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic continuing to change rapidly, trust and integrity are paramount to business continuity preparedness. SAI Global is here to help compliance and risk professionals facing these challenges, including unprecedented business impacts from employee well-being to disrupted supply chains. SAI 360 is a cloud-first software and modern ethics and compliance learning platform designed to help you navigate risk from every perspective. To learn more about how you can protect your business operations and workforce during these uncertain times, visit saiglobal.com backslash risk for free resources, expert guidance, and industry-leading technology. Thanks again to SAI Global for sponsoring this most important podcast. In this podcast, I have Mari Ryan. She has a company entitled Advancing Wellness, and we talk about the employee wellness issues brought up by coronavirus, not simply issues from working at home and social isolating, but issues relating to your return to work and how you will start up again going forward. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back with Mari Ryan. Mari has a consulting firm and it is entitled Advancing Wellness. And we did another podcast where she described uh, her work, her professional background, and we touched upon a book she's recently written. And it really struck me that what she talks about is something that we need to consider during this time of the coronavirus health crisis and leading uh, also into the economic dislocation. So, Mari, first of all, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to visit with me again. Well, Tom, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. Well, thank you very much. So um, this is one topic that I'm not sure enough, certainly enough compliance practitioners and perhaps even business executives have focused on, which is uh, employee wellness during this time. Are there any um, general questions that you're getting from your clients or uh, areas that you're advising clients on really specific to the unique time we're in? Well, we are in such a unique time that while many organizations have their preparedness plans and their response plans, sometimes those plans fail to consider the people. And at this point, there's nothing more important than we can do than to look after your people. They are truly your most important asset and as we think about how we're dealing with this situation and how we're going to have to start to prepare coming out of it, there's a number of things that we need to think about. So, you know, if we think about where we are today of people still being confined uh, to their their home, you know, to their new office workspace, um, 
for many, that's a, a completely different type of work s- scenario. And that, you know, includes both the managers, the leaders, and the employees who are all learning to work in different ways than they have before. So when we think about that, we need to make sure that people have the tools they need. You know, there were scrambles early on to make sure people had the right technology and equipment that they needed to be able to do their jobs. So we need to just make sure people have the basics they need. And then beyond that, we need to be thinking compassionately about what are the needs of those individuals? You know, we, everybody's at a different place in terms of where they are today and what they're dealing with. You know, some people, you know, it's life is not all that much different, except they don't have to commute. So their quality of life is actually probably better than it was. You know, for other people, they're dealing with children at home that they're trying to provide schooling for. They may be dealing with family members who are ill or family members that are in care facilities that where they can't visit them. So we really have to be sensitive about where people are today in terms of what their needs are and how we can support them on that. So how does a employer uh, begin to think through those issues? Do they actually uh, try to talk to their employees to try to survey their employees? Are there some things that they can do that, perhaps uh, have a broader base and then uh, look at uh, focusing more narrowly on individual employee needs? How does uh, an employer or even a sort of a supervisor begin to think through those issues for their team? Well, great question, Tom. And I think there's two approaches. One is we need to think globally across the organization. So what are the resources and services that you're providing as an organization to your employees? So one might just be, um, you know, larger organizations tend to have an employee assistance program. Those employee assistance programs offer a variety of different types of support. Uh, You know, their origin is in the substance abuse and mental health field, but today they offer a variety of other services that could be financial well-being or legal support or how to find resources, um, you know, again, in this, this challenging time. So also thinking, you know, what what are the needs of the employees today um, from beyond their actual, you know, work of their job? Are there other ways in which they need support? And having managers really being sensitive to that, everybody is dealing with stress today. And, And, you know, to my earlier comments, we don't know what kind of stress people are under. We don't know if this is triggering anxiety for individuals. We don't know what's going on. So every manager and supervisor really needs to be sensitive and asking employees, how are they doing? Is there anything we can do to support you? Do you feel like you have everything you need? You know, we don't know, again, you know, if situations where people have, um, you know, spouses or partners who may have lost their jobs, they might be under tremendous financial strain right now, you know, again, until you ask those questions, you're not going to know whether somebody is really feeling stressed and anxious about this whole scenario. So we really want to be there to support them and give them the kinds of tools and resources that they need to be able to, to get through this, you know, the current situation. Now you raise one great point, which is the, uh, all the plethora of services available typically from a, a major corporation's uh, EAP program. And that is maybe something that most employees have not looked at 
So I would encourage employees to, to look internally at your own organization. There may be a wide variety of services uh, far beyond what uh, it started with, which is substance abuse or mental health, to financial services, to counseling, to a wide variety of others. So that, that's a great point. The other thing that I wanted to explore with you is in the compliance world, we talk about hotlines and whistleblowers and how having the having a speak-up culture really lends itself to a more effective organization. Part of that means uh, having someone there to listen, but also uh, uh, teaching supervisors how to listen and teaching supervisors how to not only listen, respond, but move that information up the chain. How important do you see that that role of uh employees having the, not courage to speak up, but the confidence to speak up? Well, I think it is both courage and confidence, but the culture has to support that. You know, it's one thing to have a hotline, but it's another one to really know that there isn't going to be any retribution to employees who do speak up. So the culture really has to be one that is going to support people. And managers need to show that they will be taking action you know, when information is shared, they need to know that action's going to be taken. You know, so for example, if if it's evident that a lot of employees are dealing, uh, are not dealing so well with the current situation and that they're very stressed. You know, when they're stressed, they're going to be less productive. They're not going to be able to meet deadlines. They're not going to be interacting well with each other. Employ, you know, managers should start to see some of the signs. And of course, there's a lot of training that can be done to be be able to help them. There's, you know, mental health or what's called, you know, mental health first aid training um, that can be done with managers and supervisors to help them look for the signs of when people are under severe stress or when they're not dealing with, um, you know, emotionally not dealing well with this. So we really want to make sure that there's enough resources available and that employees know that when they do speak up, somebody's listening and someone is compassionately saying, we care about you. We understand what your needs are. And to the best of our ability, we will be able to try to help you. We have to recognize that businesses are struggling today. You know, we, we have no precedent for this in our lifetimes to be able to deal with the economic aspects of, of this situation, the health impact that this is going to have. So, you know, we're in a certain, to a certain extent, we're trying to do the best we can in a situation for which we don't have a whole bunch of rules or role models from which to be able to learn. Well, it also strikes me in listening to you that a company could perhaps not reset their culture, but certainly emphasize a culture of respect, trust, institutional fairness, and institutional justice Uh, by exercising some of the suggestions you've made, it's not going to cost them anything to do that. It's almost like common courtesy. Well, I think, I think you're right, but you know, common courtesy may be like common sense. It may not be so common. Um, I think, you know, there's, there are some very simple things that do not cost a lot of money to be able to, to really start here. And the first one for me is about communication. It's about transparency having regular communications. I see this in some of my clients where on on their internal systems where there's daily communication and reinforcing of what's happening, what's changing, what are we seeing, how are we responding, what are we doing for our customers, our community, our employees, and making those messages really clear 
along with messages of where can you get support if you need it. You know, this is a time when health and well-being have stopped our country and stopped the world and stopped our economy. So we need to be paying attention to these things so that we can make sure we all come back stronger, that our businesses come back stronger, and our culture in our organizations come back stronger so people know that they're cared for, that the trust that we're looking for in the culture is being exemplified, and it starts really with that basic communication. Maureen, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if anyone wanted any more information on your company and the services for it provides in this time of the coronavirus health crisis, where can they go? Well, they can find us on the web. The company name is Advancing Wellness, and our URL is advwellness.com. And we'd be glad to speak with anyone about what their needs are and how we can help you support your employees in, in this, this difficult time. So, Maury, thank you so much. And uh, I suspect I'm going to ask you back, so I look forward to continuing <laughs> the conversation. As always, Tom, I love our conversations. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like explored on this podcast, please shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, as a call to action, I would ask if you could to please tell one of your friends about the podcast so we can spread the word out about the newest podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. Also, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or a review, it would greatly help get this word out about this most important podcast over the next several months. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me for our next episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>